With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. This is Short Stuff, as I said, and that means uh, we're going to start now to talk about Humpty Hump. Do the Humpty Hump, Dumpty. R.I.P. What? He passed away recently. I didn't, I definitely did not know that. No, that's sad. Well, uh, Shock G, is that right? I thought his name was Humpty. <laughs> it's not Humpty. Yeah, I mean, I think he died just, uh, like, within the past couple of months, even. Wow. Yeah, he died in, he died in April. Man, that is very sad. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, too, just very quickly, that's a great song, but um, Digital Underground was awesome. Like yeah. that was their big MTV hit, but they and it was kind of jokey and fun. But they had they were really really good. Yeah, he was like on this one song, this, I should say track, I guess, to sound hip, with a <laughs> rapper named Murs called Risky Business, and like you get a really good view of what like Humpty was all about. It's it pretty cool. So yeah. if you liked uh, the Humpty dance and you want to learn more, I would start there. R.I.P. Shock G. So. Um, Humpty I was not Dumpty, expecting that. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Do you, name, do you need a minute? Are you good? You just go on. I'll gather myself okay. while you're talking. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. And uh, the whole point of this episode is to sort of talk about why do we think this thing is an egg mm-hmm. when it doesn't say it's an egg anywhere. Right. And what are some of the theories about how this whole thing came about to begin with? Well, supposedly, and I found this very confusing in the article, the the rhyme you just said is actually a riddle. It's meant to be a riddle. And somewhere along the way, the riddle was answered for us. And now we don't even think of this as a riddle. But that, that right. that's one thing to, to bear in mind. When the, the nursery rhyme about Humpty Dumpty first came out, it was meant to... Apparently, there was some line like, what is it? And you're right. supposed to go, an egg. And then that was the the delight that you found in it. Yeah, and it's also something that's been rewritten in different forms over the years. Mm-hmm. I think the first time the rhyme itself was in a book was in 1797 in Juvenile Amusement by Samuel Arnold. And the third line, instead of all the king's horses and all the king's men, it said four score men and four score more. So all of a sudden it's not rhyming. Right. right? Unless it's four score men and four score more couldn't help get Humpty restored or something like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I, I like that. But the first the first rhyme, did you say it was back in seventeen ninety seven when it first appeared? Yeah. And so from the from the get go, I think everybody was like, What is what is everybody talking about here? Well, there's got to be something to this. So people started thinking that there were there were there was more to the Humpty nursery rhyme because it is so bizarre. Like it gives you almost no context whatsoever. It's really dumb. It's a little dumb, <laughs> you know. Not a lot happens, and the thing that does happen is very unsatisfying. Very. So so I think people uh, after the people who understood what this was all about had died off and failed to pass along what what they meant. Um, 
those people started wondering exactly what was behind all this. And so this, some theories started developing. Yeah, one of it is that Humpty Dumpty was supposed to be Richard III, King of England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shakespeare, about Richard III, he's depicted as a poisonous humpback toad. And that's basically how history came to see him, thanks to Shakespeare's depiction. Right. But King Richard was only in, o- in office, uh, <laughs> ruled for a couple of years, about 26 months, mm-hmm. and supposedly, like, you know, fought for the common man and uh, was against, you know, corruption and bribery and enacted a bunch of laws to fight that stuff. Mm-hmm. So not fair to King Richard. No, and I, for some reason, some little part of my brain is being tickled right now. Like, we talked about King Richard as if he was— did. And I think the Robin, was there a Robin Hood episode? Isn't mm, King Richard like yes. the bad guy in that? Maybe. Like he was like a, a, a just a lion who just wanted his pudding or something weird like that? I don't remember. But yeah, apparently he wasn't a bad king, but it was basically Shakespeare who did that. But the point is, is Richard III was the last English king to die in battle. He died at the Battle of uh, Boswell? Bosworth. Bosworth, big Bosley. difference. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching uh, and, a lot of Charlie's Angels lately, <laughs> and I wanted to say Bosley at first. Are you really watching a lot of Charlie's Angels? Yeah. Of Remember they keep are. re-showing that one where Sammy Davis Jr. plays oh, two right, versions right. of himself? <laughs> that got you hooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, King Richard had a horse named Wall and supposedly fell off of the horse and was bludgeoned. So, you know, fell off, uh, sat on a wall and fell off the wall. So couldn't, that's sort of where that connection comes in. Couldn't be saved all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put them back together again. So couldn't do it. this is where my money is. I just want everyone to know that that is where I think, that's what I think Humpty Dumpty is all about. All right. Well, let's take our break and we'll come back and talk about Lewis Carroll kind of gumming up the works and some other theories right after this. <laughs> Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments. And if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care. Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy? But you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy. It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for. Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful. Hey, everybody, it's time to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has absolutely everything you could possibly need to build whatever website you're trying to. You can host video content and organize your entire video library, plus showcase it on beautiful video pages. You can use analytics to grow your business and learn where your site visits and sales are coming from. What else, Chuck? 
Well, buddy, if you got merch, then you can sell it on Squarespace. You can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Yeah, and if your business is appointment-based, you can accept appointments on your Squarespace website. You can offer online or in-person private sessions, workshops, and group classes. And Squarespace provides everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, and send automatic reminders, all in a beautiful showcased site. So just go to squarespace.com slash stuff and you're going to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code stuff to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, Chuck, so 1797 is where it first starts. Um, we, f- we see him again a few years later in a book called Mother Goose's Melody from 1803, right? Yeah, and that one um, was like a little little tubby kid mm-hmm. because the last line is, couldn't set Humpty up again, I guess, just couldn't get him upright. Kind of like an Augustus Gloop-type character. Yeah, and um, supposedly the British satire Punch, uh, the weekly magazine said that Humpty was a, a symbol for Cardinal Wolsey. Mm-hmm. And other people said that that might be right, too. So that's yeah. another theory. That one to me, so Cardinal Wolsey was the guy who couldn't get, um, couldn't get a divorce from the Pope for uh, Henry VIII. Um, so he kind of went down in infamy as not a great advisor or helper to the king. Right. Um, that's a little politically nuanced for me because, remember, this is a nursery rhyme. So I don't see kids, like, singing a nursery rhyme about, you know, uh, Cardinal Wolsey falling from favor with Henry VIII. I do nah. see them singing a nursery rhyme about the death of King Richard, though. Yeah. I'm with you so far. I mean, adults don't say, like, hey, kids, I got a nursery rhyme for you. Here it is. Don't adults just, like, write down nursery rhymes that they hear kids saying, and then that's how they become widespread and popularized, but they're ultimately created by kids? I think that's a deal. So, yeah, all the more reason I got my money on Richard III. All right. Well, then uh, Lewis Carroll comes in through Alice, uh, I'm sorry, uh, through the Looking Glass in 1871, one of the more spectacularly, uh, seemingly drug-fueled tomes to ever be written. Mm -hmm. And the Eggman has a chapter in this dedicated to him, Mm -hmm. uh, wherein Alice says uh, she clearly saw that it was Humpty Dumpty himself. It can't be anybody else. I'm as certain of it as if his name were written all over his face. I know, pretty great. And, uh, you know, if you've ever read that or even parts of it, it's it's really out there. So the idea of a, a walking, talking egg person, uh, human hybrid is not, like, far off the mark. Right. Um, and so, like, that was the whole thing where, like, you and me and everybody else breathing today thinks of Humpty Dumpty as an egg thanks to that book, thanks to that chapter on him, thanks to the fact that he was just out and out an egg. There was no riddle at this point any longer. It was just Humpty Dumpty is an egg. And the illustrator um, for that first edition, John Tenniel, Tenniel, um, his illustration of Humpty Dumpty as like an egg with pants on and Mm -hmm. a face and, um, you know, arms and legs and all that stuff, that's that's where, like, the idea of Humpty Dumpty that we have today finds its roots almost, you know, visually and through our imagination um, from that book. That's right. That's the first time it was like, look, 
it's a, definitely an egg. Let's just let's just cut to the chase. Face it. Cut to the chase. And there was also uh, a, that was printed differently in that book too. The actual rhyme. The final line is uh, couldn't put Humpty Dumpty in his place again. So the there wasn't even an egg breaking in that version, which I found kind of sweet. Nice. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, so. There's uh, one more theory. There's a few more theories. Some are literally not even worth mentioning. But um, there's an idea that a Humpty Dumpty was actually the name of a drink. Right. And this is a, boy, this doesn't sound good to me, but you never know. In the the old, (laughs) does this sound good to you? Yes. So uh, beer boiled with brandy. Okay, not the boiled part. Did you check out the recipe that was revived by, by bartenders today? Oh, you mean the modern version? Yes. No, I'm sure they made that taste good. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm talking about the original version, ale boiled with brandy was called, and this was the first time that the the rhyme wasn't there, but the words Humpty Dumpty ever appeared in print was in 1690 mm-hmm. in a slang dictionary, and it was ale boiled with brandy. And uh, the connection there is that um, really that really strong beer was called hum. Mm-hmm. And so Humpty Dumpty, hum, there you have it. Uh, so, I mean, I, I feel like we should give the recipe for the Humpty Dumpty, don't you? Sure. And I think it sounds delicious. So you take one ounce of brandy, one and a half ounces of ale. I would go with pale ale if I were you. A, oh, quarter, okay. a quarter ounce of lemon juice, a dash of Angostura, and you put it in a mixing glass with some ice, stir 15 seconds, and strain into a glass without the ice, garnish with the lemon peel, and raise a glass to your friend Humpty Dumpty. And Shock G, apparently. That's a great, great callback. You got anything else? For a great MC. Uh, I got nothing else. Well, uh, since Chuck said he has nothing else, I can attest I have nothing else. That means we have nothing else to share with you in this episode of Short Stuff, which means Short Stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.